2: And your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Bringing in CFP Chad Burton to add some color commentary. Well, I guess I do the color commentary, and he does the educational material. Topic we're going to hit today, you can go find for yourself at newfocusfinancial.com. It's under a blog, it's under some PDFs that you can download, it's podcasts podcast you can listen to. Anything that's tied towards New Focus Financial will help you get to retirement. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Now, Chad, um, I've had some old 401ks. Before I met you, I delivered pizzas in college, and I had a Sepira because it was a small business, and that's what the owner set up. Probably about $2,000 is what I got put in, and then I left it. I forgot about it, and mm-hmm. I, I want to say, like, Smith Barney ate, ate it all up with fees. And then I had another account that I ultimately rolled over, but it was at Charles Schwab, and I forgot my password. I moved. 20 years later, I find the money, and it's, it's grown, and I, I rolled it over. Um, It was easy to do for me. Let's talk about people having scattered assets like I did and getting them focused. What do we need to know? Well, yeah. I mean, first of
3: all, you can consolidate IRAs. There was a, gosh, I think it was back in 2010. You used to have to keep your rollover IRAs separate from your contributory IRAs, and that's all garbage. So you can consolidate everything in one account. So even if you have... A mutual fund with T. Rowe Price and a brokerage account uh, IRA at, at Schwab and something, at uh, IRA at Fidelity, you can put them all into one IRA and even keep the same investments. You can consolidate and transfer all the assets in kind, whether it's an IRA or a taxable account or whatever it may be. So you can consolidate without paying taxes. And that's so key to just getting financial clarity
2: in general. Absolutely. Getting them all in one location. And then I use eMoney, which is something New Focus offers their clients where you can see everything at its various locations pulled into one. Very, very handy.
3: Yeah. And then those then the the account balances are always pushed into the financial planning projections that you can click on and say, okay, when can I retire? How long my money is going to last? So a 401k rollover is actually pretty easy. It is kind of intimidating, though. Phone call or do you have to sign something? Most of the time, it's a phone call. So let's say you leave a company, okay. and you've got a 401k there. It usually takes a month or two for you to be realize that you've separated from service. Okay. And once that designation goes in, then you can do a 401k rollover. And typically, people are going to roll it over to an IRA. So the first thing you do is say, where late. am I going to open? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a you know, pre-tax account, a okay. rollover IRA. It's a trustee-to-trustee transfer. Or rollover, rather. Um, And basically what you're doing is first got to say, where am I going to have this IRA? Am I going to manage it myself? Am I going to have a fee-only financial advisor manage it? Um, Whatever you do, you have to get that IRA account opened first. Say, where is it going to go? Once you have that account number established, you call the 401k company and say, okay, I want to do a rollover. And they will tell you whether the rollover is done by phone or if they have to send you paperwork. And either way, there's all sorts of questions that can sometimes intimidate people. Like, you know, there's a mandatory 20% withholding, but that's only if you're not doing a rollover. So you want to make sure you're saying, I want to do a direct rollover. And And then mandatory
2: 20% withholding would be for taxes. Yes,
3: and that's if you take a check made out to yourself and it's not a rollover. And you don't recommend that. Oh no! Some people do that, Rob, and they think, "Oh, it's only going to cost me twenty percent." <laughs> so I'm going to take this cash and I'm going to spend it. And then they get to the end of the year and they realize that's just the minimum withholding. The actual tax bill could be, you know, twenty five percent federal plus eleven percent state. And then all of a sudden, they have a huge tax bill. I love that you said it's only twenty percent because
2: I don't want to lose twenty percent of my retirement nest
3: egg. Oh, I know. Yeah, but people unfortunately do it all the time when they leave their job. It's it's sad. Um, that's why I think we need more of a mandatory 401k in the country. But that's another topic. We're moving, we're um,
2: moving that direction eventually.
3: Yeah, I hope so. Um, because you know 60, 70% of people are, of baby boomers, are underprepared for retirement. So they're going to be working a long time. But uh, most 401ks are pretty simple. So you, you call, you tell them you want to do a direct rollover. They actually make the checkout to your new IRA. So it'd be like TD Ameritrade for the benefit of Chad Burton's IRA. Okay. okay, They mail the check to you and that's okay. You just have, you know, you know, within 60 days, you want to deposit it into your IRA. And then from there, you invest it in whatever you want or have the advisor invest it. So they're, it's pretty, pretty simple. You open the IRA, you do the rollover call or do the rollover paperwork. They send you the check, you deposit it into the new IRA. That's really the steps. Most 401ks are pretty easy. Some of them can be a
2: little bit more difficult than that. It's important to note that if you can have it go from institution to institution, it might be better than to have them send you a check to your home where it can get lost, stolen, misplaced. Because you only have that 60 days to get it put it back. Um, Yep. But most of the
3: time, they're sending you the check, though, Rob. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Unless you're doing a – like, you can say if your 401K is at Fidelity and your IRA is at Fidelity, sometimes they can do that direct. But – almost every single time they're mailing a check and not, you can request that to
2: be overnighted and that's a lot better i'm not sure i have this correct so correct me if i'm wrong it feels like 20 30 years ago companies didn't want to give up the 401k assets so like if you went to a new company <laughs> and your old company had it housed at fidelity and your new company has it at td ameritrade just for example purposes and you tried to do a rollover the fidelity would hold on to it as long as they could and then you would see assets transfer slowly, like maybe Apple stock would be the first couple of days, and mutual funds last couple of days. Is, has that gotten more modernized, or or am I off base?
3: Well, it's kind of the opposite of it, really. I mean, they it's it's not really like that anymore. In fact, when you have account balances under five hundred or under five thousand dollars, and you're not at that employer anymore, uh-huh. they don't want you in there because that employer is paying a per participant fee. Oh. So sometimes you'll get these notices: "Hey, if you don't," you know, send, if you don't take this money, we're going to send you a check or we're going to push it over into an IRA. And then you're going to have to go transfer it from there. We want it out of the plan. You're no longer with the company. We want you gone. We don't want to see your name on our paperwork anymore. And so you want to avoid that. And low balance 401k plans can end up being pushed to you. If people don't know how to find you, it can end up at the state. Oh, yeah. Um, and that happens quite often, more often than you think that, like you said, you forgot about that SEP IRA, right? The only way you might've found it at some point is if they said, we can't find Rob Black, we're going to send this money to the state. And then you got to go to those websites where you find lost bank accounts and all this other
2: stuff that gets turned over. I'm raising my hand right now because I've been, I'm guilty of that one. Um, I think I worked an odd job for like a month, groceries, a grocery store. And I've got like $14 in an account somewhere in Virginia that's being held for me. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to jump through that hoop for that. But it is fun to do. Um, Your second point, I don't quite understand. You said what is a more different 401k rollover or difficult?
3: No, difficult. Difficult 401k rollover. Yeah, so a difficult 401k rollover is you have one 401k, right? And I think the last one I was like this was at Lockheed Martin. Inside the 401k, there was... Several different things going on. First of all, you had money that you were deferring pre-tax. You had um, Roth money that was put in as well, where it was a different you know account inside the 401k growing tax-free. Um, and then you had after-tax contributions, and you had employer stock that was giving to this person as a match. Okay. And there was a hundred thousand dollars of employer stock inside the 401k that had a basis that was given to them. Uh, for $5,000, so when we did the 401k rollover, we ended up with a pre-tax IRA, a Roth IRA that received the Roth IRA money and the uh, post-tax money, and then we opened up a normal brokerage account that received the company stock, and when that happened, they paid taxes on the basis of that company stock, and the rest will qualify for capital gains. It's called a net unrealized appreciation rollover, and they can be very advantageous depending on your situation.
1: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. From the core to the
3: sea.
2: I saw a headline in Barron's yesterday That was too good to be true As far as headlines go Just buy Apple AirPods Poof, you're done Holidays is kind of a stressful time for people on figuring out last second gifts and such Can't figure out what to buy this holiday season For that special someone AirPods seems to be the answer Combined in a remarkable finding, teenagers age 13 to 19 want AirPods and iPhones more than they want clothes and shoes. Huh. Remember the good old day when you could just buy your kids shoes for Christmas and they're happy? Don't do it. Please, please, please don't do it. For young adults age 20 to 19, now again, teens 13 to 19... But also, young adults, age 20, 25, AirPods beat out not just clothes, not just shoes, but even cold, hard cash. Cash money. Cold cash money. What's interesting to note about the AirPods is, um, you ever go to a doctor, and they put that little lighted eyeball into your ear, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And the next time they do it, they're like, "Oh, your temperature's this." You also have wax in your ear. And the next time they're like, "Oh, your this one was new to me last." Day. It tells me how long it's been since I've been to. You know, I don't go to doctors on a regular, regular, regular basis. But last time I went, they not only put that seen eyeball magical light thing in your ear, they got my temperature, but they also got my uh, oxygen level in my skin. I was like, "That's cool." Um, A lot of medical readings can be done through your ear. And Apple has that trick up their sleeve. So this year when we're talking about them being sold out, what do you think is going to happen next year and the year after as they slowly innovate these things to do heart rate sensors, moving it from the watch to your ear? Or moving it from your wrist to your ear, I guess is the right comparison. But AirPods are where it's at. Everyone wants them. And guess what? You can't get them. And guess who told you they're awesome? The day they came out, me. Yeah. And anyway, consult a broker advisor for you can act on any stocks ever the show. Twenty twenty growth at a reasonable price. Growth at any price. There's GAAP and there's GARP. Not a big fan of the world according to GARP, but I am a f- big fan of GARP stocks. GARP stocks. Growth at a reasonable price. Goldman Sachs is coming out and they're making a hula baloo about twenty twenty. One of the things that they're saying is pay attention to companies like Google or Alphabet. They're saying that they're able to drive growth at a reasonable price valuation. You don't have to pay eighty times next year's earnings. Reasonable would be somewhere between fifteen and twenty for a starting point of a conversation. And then you'd say, well, they're growing at 25%. I'll pay 25% P.E. or 25 P.E. or 30 maybe if I'm crazy. But it is what it is. The Russell 1000 Index has grown at 18% annually. The Russell 1000 Value Index has grown at 6% in the past decade. So, small growth has some value right now. It's worthy of note, during periods of strong accelerating growth overall, and the housing numbers we saw today were good. The economy, jobs numbers we've seen all year long, good. Um, that's a good backdrop. But when you see the stock market say, let's reward certain sectors, some of the other unloved sectors or fallen sectors or overlooked sectors can end up doing a okay. So Housing Starts was an interesting number this morning. It's December. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, You don't think about home building a lot. Not during this time of the year. But there is one piece of there's one nugget of information in the housing market that I always look forward to. It's the permits. But home building increased more than expected in November and permits for future home construction surged to a 12 and a half year high. Now that's good and bad, right? Permits. If you're a construction worker, you got a job coming up. And if you don't have a job coming up and you're telling your wife, like, there's just no work out there for me, honey. We're going to have to cancel Christmas. Moose said the park's closed. If he's saying that to you, your construction husband, worker guy, he might be doing something wrong. Permits are at a a 12-year-and-a-half-year high. That's as good as it gets. Sounds like a bad Jennifer Lawrence film. As good as it gets. Housing starts to jump 13.6% year-over-year. That's an enormous number. Building permits increased 1.4% to 1.48 million units in November. So we know that sometime in the next six months, in theory, if you're getting a permit, what are you going to do? Well, probably a contractor filed that permit for you because that's what you pay contractors for. Come in and design me some plans and uh, build something for me. Well, I'm going to put a pillar right in the middle of your house, so we got to go get a permit for that. And then we're going to have to have someone come out and make sure that I poured the cement correctly in the basement and blah, 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 blah. I saw a house. Listen to this. Um, In order to build up, they're moving the upstairs and they're moving the downstairs to a second floor and they're building a brand new first floor. I'm like, what? You could do that? We as Americans, we can solve so many problems. We could move an entire first floor to a second floor. The kitchen somehow is not only on the second floor, and it's just confusing. It's just confusing. And essentially, the house has a bad uh, foundation. And by doing that, they could work on the foundation while creating a first floor where there is no first floor, and moving the first floor where there is no second floor. Weird. But next year looks like a good year for housing as far as people working. Now, that also tells me that there's going to be a lot of units out there. What are the permits suggesting? 1.4 million new places to live. Some of them are single family. Some of them are multi-family. Some of them are apartments. Some of them are... You get the idea. 800-516-1220. Each calls on the air. Amazon's blocking sellers from using FedEx ground delivery service shipping. That may not be a good idea when you hear stories like that okay, so Amazon's got these third-party sellers and they really want them to use Amazon's fulfillment services and Amazon's shipping services and Amazon gets a cut of what they sell, now Amazon's getting a cut of what they deliver I smell the Department of Justice finding a reason to investigate them down the road, right? That's wielding some some crafty power I'm Rob Black talking all things financial
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at Robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM1220 KDOW.
2: Legal Schmigle. PG is pulling a legal move. That's why. I really don't like investing in bankrupt companies. pg and announced its decision to remove California Governor Newsom, a requirement that he sign off on its settlement with wildfire victims, trying to buy more time for its restructuring plan. PG&E reached an agreement with representatives of victims of its fire, that, that their fire ignited by its equipment, to eliminate a provision that Newsom said is proposed reorganization plan that doesn't comply with state law. It's just governor calls the plan woefully short. pg goes okay. We'll one lawyer up with you on that one and pull out. Killing the Claws buys PG more time to shape the restructuring plan around the settlement with wildfire victims, which is merged as the main obstacle to its exit from the biggest utility bankruptcy in U.S. history. Too much for me to put on an investor's table plate, so to speak. Just it's not going to work with me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about 2020. 2019, um, you tend to look back on one and look forward to the other. Looking back on 2019, what did we see? Oh boy, that reminds me of watching Romper Room with my little sister. How's kind of like the embedded baby sister. What do you see? Looking back at 2019, crazy year of IPOs. Uber, Lyft, Smile Direct, Beyond Meat, and Zoom Video. Smile Direct Club, I only have one experience with it. An adult friend of mine got trays that he inserts in his mouth and it fixes his teeth slowly for him. The only problem, it didn't do it correctly. It didn't get the three dimensions right. So it straightened his teeth, but now they were mashing against each other kind of weird. So he goes to a dentist, the dentist says, oh, you didn't use that smile direct, did you? And he sends him to an orthodontist and the orthodontist goes, oh my God, I've never seen such a bad case of smile direct uh, teeth things causing such horrible 3D, 3D, like, I don't even know if any of this is right or wrong, but let's just put it this way, I'd go to an orthodontist to get my teeth straightened if I wanted to get my teeth straightened at this point in time, there ain't no way. I'm doing it by mail, even if it's 10% of the cost. He's having to sue one company so they can pay for the other company's work. Because the first company, second company said, did incorrectly. So that was a big one. Um, In enterprise software, Slack, CrowdStrike, Zoom Video, PagerDuty all came public. But I think obviously some of the IPOs out of China, Luckin Coffee, and Do You, uh, or kind of like the sexy Chinese IPOs, Luckin Coffee, probably one of the bigger winners this year. They're trying to be the Starbucks of China, and probably because they're Chinese, they'll probably understand the Chinese markets better. But that's just an assumption, right? Who's to say that? Starbucks can't pay enough people enough money to pull it off. Some biotech companies, 10 times genomics was a big IPO this year, Um, up huge from its IPO price, thus justifying it. And yet, when you look at someone like an Uber or Lyft and you go, they're not really up, it kind of gives you that taste of not everything worked the same exact way this year. unicorns was a magical word of 2019. How fast can we get these puppies out? When you got a pregnant unicorn and it keeps dropping IPO after IPO after IPO, you're like woo! 24, 26 IPOs this year were classified as unicorns. And unicorns being companies that will probably never ever ever earn money, but are worth over a billion dollars. Uber, I've talked in, with an employee of the company, and he gleefully says, we're never going to earn money. I'm like, what's wrong with you? He drives around <laughs> in his $200,000 McLaren. Oh, we're never going to earn money. You don't think people are going to hate you in a year or two after that, after saying something like that? Oh, yes, they will. So... I would say the Uber, Lyft, and SmileDirects were probably the poster children of 2019 IPOs. But you have to look at Beyond Meat and go, what do we got there? I would say that Beyond Meat was a story of where there's smoke, there's fire. And again, to me, Beyond Meat tells me the story of millennials, not the story of America. Younger people have a conscience about the world. They grew up at a time where they've always had cell phones, essentially. They've seen a stock market correction or two. They've seen a big job recession. So millennials to me are the so to speak the vein of of where we're going with IPOs. Tapping the vein trying to get it a little bit more bloodier and juicier so the needle goes in and pulls the blood out better. Look for the millennials. (laughs) What are they doing? So Beyond Meat was of interest this year, I think in large part because of how great the stock did after the fact. You know, I tell you that I've got a police officer friend who was all about it as it was going up, and then he wanted nothing to do with it as it's going down. You can't really have that opinion. You have to be a little bit more uh, directionless, so to speak. Zoom was an IPO that was kind of sexy this year, ticker symbol ZM, video conference software. CrowdStrike somehow got tied up in the whole uh, presidential impeachment Ukraine issue. Peloton was a story stock And they told that story so well. I just saw a Peloton van at my neighbor's house. I'm like, ah, sellouts. Exercise equipment and video company. They also want to be known as a social media company. They faced severe backlash from its recent commercial that showed the incredibly shocked young wife, who's also incredibly fit, being given a gift of exercise, of health. Uh, Peloton's up about 20% from its IPO, so it's not that bad but it's um, been a little bit problematic. Pinterest went public on April this year. It hasn't done much. Company should be profitable next year. So it could be one of those Twitter's IPOs where a couple years ago, Twitter comes public and it didn't do much, didn't do much, didn't do much, and boom. So PagerDuty, when you hear the name PagerDuty, you're like, whoa. I don't know about that. So, Spotify made its debut back in 2018 with a special kind of IPO. And that special kind of IPO offering existing shares held by early shareholders, it's kind of doing the same. It's kind of making a thing. And it doesn't necessarily do terribly well on Wall Street because it doesn't necessarily get the big crowd backing. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Whether it be Chinese IPOs, non-profitable IPOs, cool technology IPOs, or just a big old trend IPOs. Big old trend being millennials wanting to choose meat substitutes versus meat itself. Um, Beyond Meat's next big day will be when they sign a national contract with someone like uh, McDonald's. 10 times genomics produces gene sequencing platforms that scientists are using to look at cells linked to various cancers like kidney disease, cerebellar development. Um, A lot going on in the biotech world this year. There was one called Bridge Bio, which was a clinical stage biopharmaceutical company that works on genetic diseases. Corona Therapeutics, a company dealing with the treatment of schizophrenia, Alzheimer's and pain. Um, that stock's up 300% this year. Castle Biosciences, they offer diagnostic tests for dermatological cancers. It's fun stuff, no? You come up with cure for cancer, we give you big American dollars. That's what about comes down to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. S&P 500 touches fresh record highs. The economy is catching up with the stock market. The stock market is ahead of itself, but the economy is catching up with it. A lot going on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So looking back at 2019, I'm not sure if it's going to be the year of the WeWork IPO blew it for other IPOs. I'm not sure if it's going to be the year where companies like Grubhub, Uber Eats, Post Notes. Um, Is that the year? Was 2019 the year that they they broke through and kind of got into everyone's home and not just the few select elite? Is it a year where the market was up 25% in the face of a Chinese trade dilemma with the United States, a slowing world economy? pretty impressive. That that side of the angle is pretty impressive compared to the uh, IPOs. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling
1: you be of good cheer It's the most Wonderful time of the year. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW
2: holiday greetings and gay happy meetings When friends come to call It's
1: the happiest season of all
2: Parties for hosting Welcome in, Rob lagging your money. My radio station wishes you a happy holiday season. They've had a couple of the talent cut promos saying as much. They didn't ask me, because I'm known as the grumpy cat. I'm like the meme of the station. I'm always in a bad mood of something, right? Uh, you ever have a spouse come home with like the most awesome deal ever and they're convinced of how awesome they are <laughs> That's why it was only three dollars. There's a huge hole in it, what? There's a huge hole in it. Yeah, that's why it was three dollars. Right now it's a good time to get good deals. Um your wallet, let's say it's fat because you have a job, right? Holiday spending discount deals are more abundant than they typically are. We live in a world of winners and losers. We live in the South of North versus South. The North won the Civil War. Some people would say no one won the Civil War. Because it was brother against brother. Same thing goes. Tr- can be true in Retail. When you see the consumer get a good deal, it's bad for the the stock, retail stock. For years, I was a a fan of ah, Banana Republic. For some reason, their clothes kind of fit me well. They kind of got the, he's large, he's not XXX large, and he's not XL, he's like, well, let's figure him out. And their clothes were decent quality. I think they've gone to crap. Pola. Um, But that's not here and there. But I knew there was a problem when I was getting emails from them. Basically every week for 50% off. And I'm like, whoa. And if I saw one for 40, I was like, ah, oh, just wait a week and get 50% off. That's bad news. Now, companies like Kohl's gives us a good indicator on how the consumer is doing. Coles had a great start on Black Friday. But it appears that a lot of shoppers got it done on the profit-busting day. So now it's very much so promotional. Heavily promotional. You can check out websites like Macy's, 40 to 70% off. JCPenney's, up to 83% off diamond jewelry. <laughs> Whoops, you bought what? Well, dang it, honey, they got 83% off sale now. I need that diamond back. I need to take it back. Um, I know you're saying thank you for that great impression of a guy who rushed to get his honey, a diamond, only to want to pry it off her fingers to get it at a discount. That could be me. So this holiday shopping season is shorter than typical because the way it fell, because Thanksgiving fell so late. Six fewer shopping days. This is it. This is your push right now. No retailer wants to end the January period with excess boring inventory when consumers return with gift cards in hand so that they all want to get some sexy good stuff out there. They want that nice foot-forward push. Some parts of the country have been dumped on with snow, so the retail's going to be problematic. Getting to the store is tough. But once you're at the store, you're like, I need coats, boots, hats. I need to accessorize with some gloves. So there's a real lull this year in post-Black Friday. The hangover of shopping is a good thing for me because it helps the consumer kind of push their balance sheet stronger and spend in the future versus drawing it all forward now with debt. That's a big question mark on when does the consumer get tired? And we're seeing it in one area right now. Not so much the consumer, but we're seeing it with auto loans. They're tougher to get. And that should make that industry a little bit more, how shall we say, tough to succeed if you're on this uh, business side. Now, trying to shore up your balance sheet as a company and not lend kind of has a two-edged sword, right? You get better customers for sure. But the downside is you also don't sell a lot of product. So auto loans are getting a little bit tougher. And when we saw this happen with housing, um, when we started tightening mortgage loan standards, it was essentially the beginning of the end. Or it was, Yeah, it was already, I guess it was almost over, is the right way of saying that. But it was the exclamation point that it was dying. Boeing confirmed it's going to temporarily halt production of the 737 Max. stock is continuing to struggle. I own no Boeing. I can't buy it legally for three days after I talk about it on air. I'm not allowed to front run something. Um, stock is trying to hold its battleground right now for the year. But when they said, you know, we're not even going to make any more planes because we can't store them anywhere anymore. And then once we get clearance for selling these puppies, we're going to get them off the lot as fast as we can. It'll take a little time to get fire up the factories again. So that's one economic data point that is negative for our economy. And when you take a look at Boeing stock right now, it's really attractive. But, man, there's a lot of bad news in it, right? No fund manager that I want now wants their clients to own Boeing heading into the holiday statement where their clients get their statements to be an interesting January versus December I'm Rob Black